There's a new player in town. Wollongong City GWM Havel. Visit them for a test drive today. Welcome to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. Saturday morning here at Wollongong Golf Club. We're Saturdays in the gong, 1575. SEM Track, the app, the website. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, GWM Havel. Head down to Wollongong City Motors and get a test drive there today. Impact Garage Doors, impactgaragedoors.com.au. And the Illawarra Mercury, subscribe at illawarramercury.com.au. Now, we've had some champions on our show in the last couple of years since <coughs> Saturday's in the gong, but what a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure to have Troy Corsa, two-time World Superbike champion, on the show. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. Thanks for coming down, mate. Oh, no worries. You've got a beautiful studio here. We do, yeah. We're outside here. It's sort of outside in the bar area facing the practice green and the, the first tee here at Wollongong Golf Club. So we get to catch a bit of the action all morning. What are you up to these days? Well, I'm uh, back over here now fairly full time. Uh, I still go back to Europe and do a few events over there with uh, race schools that I do over there. But uh, but you're over here uh, sort of getting involved in the, in the racing scene back out here in Australia now in the Australian Superbike Championship. Uh, looking after a young kid at the moment in the 300 Championship. Uh, give him a bit of a hand in the, at the racetrack and uh, yeah, we're leading the championship at the moment. So it's going well. Yeah, a, a, a protege. Um, so tell us about the events over there, how many rounds have we had? And, and yeah, we're obviously you said he's leading the championship, so going very well. Yeah, here in Australia, ASBK, it's a support race for the superbikes. Um, we have six rounds, so uh, we've had four so far. And uh, we, we're leading the championship by a couple of points, so uh, a couple of the go now. So uh, Philip Island later in the year and uh, over in Adelaide uh, at the Bandit Brand New Circuit uh, in November. So fingers crossed if we get... Uh, good consistent results I think uh, yeah we can walk away with the championship and uh, young Brando is a very experienced rider and uh, yeah we'll see how we go for next season. So you've got a base here in Wollongong as well as you're talking about your, your setup that you spend time in Europe as well? Yeah I'm based over here in uh, down in Albion Park so that's where I've been based for some time uh, when I go back to Europe I'm all around the place traveling uh, Spain Germany France uh, fly in fly out basically events uh, but yeah, over here, uh, pretty much always been sort of local to Wollongong. So you won championships in 1996 as well as 2005. I guess take you, you know, take us back to, to that sort of time. I mean, it must it, just a fantastic time for Australian motorsport at that stage. Yeah, it was. Uh, obviously, racing was quite big. Uh, obviously, had Wayne Gardner who won the World Championship in '87. Uh, Mick Doohan was in the 500s as well. So uh, racing was just getting on the map pretty much uh, for them guys. Uh, obviously, I, I was racing over here at the time, but I uh, had a chance to get out of Australia after winning the Australian Championship. Uh, actually, Barry Sheen got me the opportunity to get out of Australia, go to uh, America, have a test ride at uh, Daytona, of all places. Never been there before, all the bank corners, and uh, <laughs> managed to uh, be the fastest rider there in a few laps and walk away with that ride for the year and become the first non-American, first Australian to win the uh, American Superbike Championship as a rookie. Uh, after that, had a chance to move over to World Championship and uh, quite successfully got off the ground. I finished uh, third in one of my first races I've ever done over there at Donington. Uh, stayed on the following season in 95 and finished second. The first time at all these new tracks racing guys like Carl Fogarty, Scott Russell, Aaron Slight, Keeley Hugger, all these the guys from back in the day who have been racing for some time. 
Uh, so, yeah, finished second that season. Stayed on with Ducati uh, as a factory rider and uh, won the championship my second season in and become the, fir uh, the youngest person to ever win that championship by that time. So uh, quite quick progression uh, into that racing. And then, uh, as you said, nine years after that, uh, I raced for all the manufacturers in between that time from Ducati, Yamaha, Suzuki, Honda, BMW, Aprilia, Patronus. Uh, nine years later, I won my second one on Suzuki. So uh, and that's actually still a record, the longest between two world championships in uh, Superbikes and also GP, I believe. So, uh, so yeah, a bit of a record wow. there. But uh, <laughs> I think I was actually almost the oldest person to win the championship second time around. Because mm. uh, generally injury uh, or not a chance to get a, pick up a ride... Uh, you don't stay in a, in a championship that long, really. So uh, I probably was the longest-serving rider in that championship, too. So uh, many races, 378 world championship races. And if you think about it, those races are about 100 kilometres each. Yeah. So that's about a half, half a million kilometres <laughs> just in races, let alone practice and qualifying and stuff. So uh, keeps me fit. Keeps yeah. Me, uh, yeah, get, kept me on the ball. Well, and the amount of amount of miles you're doing to travel to get out to all those spots where you where they race and yeah i mean phenomenal to be able to get to that level so quickly especially when you're racing on tracks that you haven't seen before hadn't had much time on like you talked about you know we talked about the advantages of just playing golf on a golf course when you know where to hit the ball sure it'd be very similar on racetracks i assume and to to have that progression so quickly and that i i guess probably when you were young and new to it that you didn't have any fear when you were attacking some of these courses. Is, was that the sort of bit of an edge that you had coming out of Australia, that underdog tag all the way through, and people thought you wouldn't be able to do some of those things? Was that driving you, and did it help you in your bike racing? Yeah, I think um, from the beginning, I never really struggled to learn new circuits or learn a new course, if you want to use golf. But, uh, but yeah, obviously, the more laps you do, the better. But uh, I was quite lucky. I, I had good teammates when I went to all these teams, and... Uh, I always try to get on with my teammate because I want to share information with him. I can help him. He can help me at times. So uh, sometimes you've got to keep a little. But at the end of the day, if you're going to beat beat someone, uh, you're better off getting some good information off someone. Follow them around. Get some information. And uh, I learnt quite quickly from all the guys over there. And uh, as I said, I worked with the best teams in the, in the paddock, all the, all the factory teams and all the mechanics and everyone in the engineers. And so much experience. And being a young kid, I... I I took it on to learn. I didn't think, walk in there thinking, okay, I know how to do this. I'm going to win it. Yeah, right. Uh, took the other step. Just be calm. Mm. Learn as much as you can and uh, walk before you run. And uh, I think that's sort of a bit of the problem at the moment with these kids. They sort of try to rush things a bit too quick. Maybe the pressures now, you s they think they've got to get there young and uh, not have much of a chance. But I've always thought, take your time, get there, and, and you'll, you'll be there for a long time if you're at the top. Well, it sounds like also back in your own ability, right? So you weren't scared to give up some information to try and get some information to be able to be the best you could possibly be. And it's a great scenario, but you are right. In today's society, with social media and all those other bits, it's more about their belief in having to be the best straight away rather than drive and work on your craft to become the best you can be and then trusting that the best you can be will be better than the person standing next to you and i think you know that's the society that we're not building and especially in your sport like the you're talking millimeters you're talking milliseconds on yeah thousands, you know, of, a second. Yeah, thousands of a second on on the change in in you know being really good or, or being middle of the pack and you know it's it's great that you've been able to do that and is that some of the stuff you're now sharing to that new generation exactly yes that, that's basically what I'm, I'm trying to bring over to these riders now and uh 
obviously helping with my experience, but also teach them how to talk with the press and how to be around the public and stuff like that. And uh, I think that's, like you said, this social media stuff, it's all about look at me, look at me, look at me. And that's not really what it's all about, I don't think, sports. I think you can like, be part of the sport, be part of it, and uh, you'll be there for a while. And uh, obviously the results will come. You don't need to say how good you are. Let the results come. And uh, you know, my dad and my granddad always say that. Do the talking on the track. Don't need to be telling people how good you are or what you could have done. Just got to bite it sometimes, suck it in the sea, and uh, generally it'll come out on top. How's the dynamic, I guess you talk about working with different manufacturers during your career, I guess, how has that sort of changed now? I mean, we look at Daniel Ricciardo in the F1 getting his chance with Alfa Tori after the, the time out and back in the Red Bull setup. I mean, um, how's the dynamic, I guess, within within Superbikes? Is it a similar, oh, it's, a, it's a fairly ruthless business, obviously. It is. Uh, it's getting more and more now. I think uh, as the more money and sponsors get involved, uh, which I understand, you know, it's, it's, there is pressures when all that comes on board, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's one of those. It's you just got to work with the people. I said it's it's one of those. It's uh, but there is a lot of competition out there now. A lot of a lot of kids think they're the one. They can make it. There's only one percent whoever makes it. There's only over one world champion, especially in motorsports. And uh, sounds strange. No one really remembers second and third. Mm -hmm. They're great results, and that's what you need to strive for. But uh, there's only ever one world champion, and that's the one percent. And if you're not that, then you might not be there very long. So uh, you've got to make sure that uh, you do things the right way. And we've had Brandon Demery on the show, just sort of reading through back a couple of the, the Mercury sto uh, stories. Um, I guess tell us about sort of his development and um, you know how he sort of come through into some of these higher classes. Well, actually, Brando, a long time ago, we uh, had a, a Metro Kit Championship, which we had over here in Australia, which uh, was sort of a Victorian sort of thing in Queensland. But... Uh, we got some bikes, and Brando was actually one of my riders. Uh, we got a bike for him, and he actually won the championship as a young kid. And uh, it's always been in racing, but never really chased it, I think, to become a, a racer. Just enjoyed it as a sport. Uh, was quite good, and uh, progressed through up the 300s, rode 600s a bit. Unfortunately, got injured down at Phillip Island a few years ago, and uh, that put him on a back step for a while. Health was his main concern then, just get back on his feet and get healthy. Uh, he's done that. Uh, I've come back and we've, we've sort of met up, sort of by chance, really. Um, just a local motorbike shop down here in Wollongong. He's working in there at Moto City and uh, walked down and said, G'day, and Brando's out the back working on, on bikes. So, a uh, bit of a chat. Yep, he was pretty keen to have another go at racing. So, I uh, said, well, let's, let's hook up together and I'll give you a bit of a hand and see how we go this year. In preparation more for next year, really. This year was just a bit of a tester to see how he, he felt how I handled it working with him on the bike and the team and uh, I've got a, a friend Nigel Taylor's helped me as a on the team as well some friends as mechanics uh, trying to pick up some local sponsors along the way as well to give the local community a bit of uh, advertisement promotion as well because we are racing all around Australia so um, so yeah putting all them things together so uh, and Brando's taken along well um, although he's been doing it a long time himself so it's mm -hmm. been a little bit difficult just to get my trust I guess um, as riders, you always think, I know what's best. But, uh, but yeah, so it's coming around. So I'm hoping that uh, not just with Brando, with other riders, I can um, give them uh, some information, some feedback of what I think is going to help them a lot in their riding, but also behind the scenes, off the track as well.
do you uh, do you get on the bike much? Do you you know do you get to a circuit and still <laughs> still test the abilities, or is it just for fun now? I still get out there and race with the young kids. Yes, so <laughs> if that's the question, and the old still kids still got it. Uh, well, my school I do over in Europe. Uh, BMW is my partner over there, and I've been working with them guys since the end of 2011. Although I raced from nine, ten, and eleven at, at the last rounds of the championship in my career. Uh, so since eleven, so was it uh, thirteen years, twelve years? I've been with them doing the school. And to be honest, I do more riding now uh, in a year than I would when I was racing. Because <laughs> racing, we're limited with testing time. We've only got certain track time when we're allowed on the circuit, which is generally about two and a half hours a day. Uh, I do five hours a day riding sometimes at some of the events. So uh, 15,000 kilometres in a year. So uh, I can ride as much as I like, or as yeah. little as I like. And I enjoy it because it keeps me sharp, keeps me fit. I'm I'm still exactly the same kilos as when I was racing over my whole 30, 30 years of racing. And uh, and still quite quick. You know, I can still get out there and push. I can't do it for as many laps now. I think <laughs> yeah, my fitness right. levels down a bit. But uh, it comes down to muscle memory. You, know, yep. you don't really forget it. Like I said, if you're doing things right, your body remembers and it just takes over again. And that's all that thing about, I'm talking about training kids, that mm. get it done right, going slow. So yep. it becomes easy second nature. And uh uh, same as golf, you, know, you, you can get up there and try to hit as hard as you want. That's not the way to do it, is it? You know, you know you've got to hit it right, right technique and tempo, and it all falls into place. So it's the same on the motorbikes, all timing, rhythm. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, that's no, <laughs> great. Yeah, really you, you do look in fantastic shape. You look like you could just jump on the bike and compete straight away. I can so. literally jump in my suit from my very first racing when I first started when I was 20 years wow. old. I can fit straight <laughs> in my suit right now. So oh, uh, I couldn't say quite that. quite lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, how good that they've got an, an ability to be able to follow you around the race line to be able to understand in actual, like instead of just being told and shown on a video or play a video game to be able to see the lines, to be able to follow someone who's been in that space and a world champion to be able to see exactly what they need to do and learn like you said at a slower pace where they can understand the track understand the bike to get to that level i mean it's an unbelievable um opportunity for young riders to be right behind a world champion yeah absolutely like here in australia i raced on all the circuits pretty much a long time ago but uh I could jump on a bike today and do laps around that track and uh, be able to give a bit of feedback on the setup of the machine, mm -hmm. uh, what gearing to use, what lines to use, where some bumps are, reference points, all these stuff that, that I know I use when I ride. And uh, there's a lot of these young kids that don't know it, that have never been taught it. And uh, it's amazing how much, uh, when you give them that information, you can see them absorb it and actually go out there and ride around and follow them. I can see them learning lap by lap corner by corner if they do the technique correct and uh, that's a quite a unique thing too because like you said anyone can ride and say hey you're doing that wrong are they or aren't they not uh, i know myself I've, I've tried it been there done, done that mistake and uh, learned from it and uh, just trying to shortcut those mistakes because uh, like i said you don't get you don't get a long time of proving yourself these days on any sport really to be honest you know you've got to be at the top straight away that's a lot of pressure uh, and that can be a bad thing or a good thing. But I think if you've got the right coaching, right person around you, right team, uh, and you've got the ability, then uh, put it all together, I think you can get success. What about you, Matt Campbell? You're a 2001 NBL championship winner. You still get down to the snake pit there and have a shoot around when you, you test, funny. test the old... No, not really, to be honest. I haven't really touched the ball uh, since I retired. Uh, that's funny. Um, 
the difference in that space. I've got young kids coming through the sport now, both girls uh, who are both playing, and yeah, happy to teach them the fundamentals of the game and, and teach, but not a lot of um, interaction really from my point of view that way. And I was just sort of thinking about it. I'm, I'm helping out trying to teach basketball the fundamentals of the sport mm-hmm. we teach and then you see it and then you let them go and you sort of sit on the sideline they go up and down unique in motorsport that way you, you could be right behind them for, so you could a show them the line to start with the first run around then drop in behind and then watch what they're doing wrong to give them the fundamental techniques that that we do in basketball we have to sit behind you tell them to keep their arms straight you'd follow throughs and all those bits and pieces you can actually follow them right around the track to be mm-hmm. able to see and do it it's interesting that uh you know the level that we have to try and teach um and then try and get to it but you probably don't see them as early as we do in basketball because we can do it generally anywhere to be able to get uh, an athlete in motorsport they've got to be able to progress through multiple stages even to be able to get to a track um, such a different sport from football soccer and basketball yeah, but it does start grassroots. Uh, I'm a firm believer that uh, you really should start on off-road bikes, dirt bikes, before you get on any kind of other motorcycle, road bike, uh, flat track, motocross, anything like that. Um, learn the fundamentals. That's, that's basically, it's, it's got a throttle, it's got clutch, brake, two wheels, uh, you've got to balance it and steer it and stuff. But there's certain ways you can, you can actually ride a motorcycle one way to a certain level which is what I see most people. But if you want to make that next step, which is a uh, competition, you actually have to change that technique almost completely the opposite direction. It sounds really strange. You can't teach them that first. They have to learn the first steps first and then the second one. And that's sort of exactly what you just said. I can lead them around, show them exactly where to go, let them go past, see if they actually learnt where, if they were watching where I was going first, because generally they're not. They're that worried about <laughs> where they're going, trying to go too fast. Um, so slow it all down and then uh, once they go past see what they're doing but then be able to explain why I want them to change and what they're going to feel if they don't change it and that's a different way as well it's not just saying do that no reason why there's actually a reason why and uh, it's normally because it is better um, and it's actually normally because it is safer and that's the whole thing about motorsport it's a very dangerous sport you don't want to be hitting the road to be honest you want to be fast but you don't want to be crashing and a lot of kids they, they tend to go a bit too fast and they start crashing and they get hurt and confidence goes down they get injured and they lose their opportunity so uh, that's that step by step so grassroots is the key we do off-road training down at my property down in Albion Park there with my brother and uh, we get all levels of riders but kids never been on a bike adults to people who want to go and race and uh, after a day or two down there they learn a lot and they're like wow I never thought I could learn that much doing about 20 30 kilometers an hour sliding around on a little tiny dirt bike and I jump on my 1000 and I think I'm pretty fast and they learn so much on a little bike so uh, so yeah so that's a, another big thing that we're pushing here is start dirt mum and dad get the family involved so they're not scared and worried about it it's not a dangerous sport if you know what you're doing Troy, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show this morning. I mean, Wollongong's been so fortunate to have the heroes in yourself and Wayne Gardner, um, you know, just rise to the levels that we had. It's, it was a incredible, uh, well, couple of years, I guess. So, mm. yeah, it was just fantastic. Thanks for, for coming uh, here this morning, mate. Really appreciate your time. We'll have you on again. We're going to head to a break. Saturday's in the goal. There's a new player in town. Wollongong City GWM Havel. Visit them for a test drive today. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track.